Transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. So our topic today is Pediatric Cancer Medicines, Reducing Treatment-Related Mortality. My guest is Jazzy Ann Tolbert. She's a pediatric hematologist-oncologist at Children's Mercy and also assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Missouri-Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Tolbert, welcome to the show. Thank you. So let's first talk a little bit about um, treatment-related mortality. What kind of numbers are we talking about here? So we define treatment-related mortality in a few different ways, but when you think about children who survived um, five years from their cancer, um, about 60% of those who actually die are related to recurrent disease, and a lot of the disease relapse is um, new diseases or their old disease, um, and some of those are actually related to some of the chemotherapies that we administer. Now, there are some of the kids, uh, a, a good percentage of them, um, in specific diseases that will die from the actual treatments that we give. So it's a huge problem. Uh, we still are able to achieve good cures, but we have to figure out a way to fight the cancer but not make the kids so sick that they don't live on to um, enjoy the cure from the cancer. Right. It's it's just one of those things where we have these powerful drugs that can target you know, rapidly metabolizing cancerous cells, but they, they're they not very specific, correct? So they're also exactly. targeting, targeting some of those other metabolic cells, heart muscle, gastrointestinal cells, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. so, so when you look at the problem as a whole, right, when you, when you see that we have some chemotherapy agents that really, really can um, take care of the cancer but have those side effects, like where do you see is the greatest opportunity then in reducing the, the mortality in these cases? I think it's going to be in the movement that everybody is sort of um, jumping on right now, and it's in the arena of personalized medicine. And when we talk about, talk about personalized medicine, we can individualize medicine towards the disease and towards a specific person. And that's actually what we're working on here at Children's Mercy. So it's uh, exactly like you said. Right now, we sort of use the big gun approach where we have these drugs that we've had for a while and they do a great job at getting rid of the cancer, but they also attack all of the other healthy cells that are not cancerous. And that's how we end up with a lot of these late effects, um, like the cardiovascular effects, obesity, and, and things of that nature, and even the secondary cancers that they can get from the drugs. But if we focus on the cancer cells themselves or what um, is unique about each person and their cancer, then we can target the therapies just to those cells and to that person's unique properties so that they don't experience as many of these side effects and we still get the great effect of achieving a cure. Right. So all of this is what is referred to as the Goldilocks program, correct? Why don't you tell us yes. a little bit more about that? And and specifically, Dr. Dr. Tolbert, how are you doing that? Like, how are you identifying that specific cancer in a, in, in a, in a child and how you go about personalizing the treatment? Yes. Um, so the Goldilocks program is based on the concepts of sort of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears is where the, the name came from. So we're looking for a dose that's not too big for the child, one that's not too small for the child, oh, but one that is just right for the child and the cancer. Um, and, it's, and it doesn't just apply to um, HEMOC. We're actually using it across many disciplines, so all of the disciplines okay. um, 
in pediatrics. Um, and so what we do in Goldilocks or what I'm doing is um, focusing on oncology and trying to find the right dose for these patients and their cancer that will cure the disease but will not make them sick and will actually prevent the disease from relapsing. Um, the way I do that is to focus not on the actual dose of the drug, but on what we call exposure. So how much of that drug is actually getting into the body and getting into those cancer cells to do what it needs to do? Um, and so we do that through a variety of ways by measuring drug levels and then looking at things that affect that exposure. So what actually affects how much of that drug gets into a person? And one of the things we found is sort of like the genomics so uh, pharmacogenomics is another arena that we use in Goldilocks, and it looks at the genetic changes um, that a person or a disease has that affects how they metabolize the drugs and, and therefore would right. affect how much of the drug gets into the body. Yes. Yeah, so, so stepping back for a moment, so when, when we administer chemotherapy, right, um, there are things, um, lifestyle things, genetic things, what have you, behavioral mm-hmm. things that actually can disrupt how well um, or increase too much, right, how that drug exactly. is absorbed, how it's taken to the cancer. So, so what you're doing is trying to map out those things that can influence how exactly that drug is going to behave in that person, right? And exactly. so that's where you're able to individualize the dose. How how successful have you been with this, Dr. Tolbert, so far? Well, we've conducted, so um, so far we've, we've actually conducted one, completed one study, and we have a couple other studies um, developing. Uh, the first study uh, was to look at how obesity actually affects how much drug gets into the body um, and how that ultimately affects if somebody's going to be cured or if they'll relapse. So we know that in childhood leukemias that um, patients who are obese have a higher risk of having the disease come back, Um, and it's been shown that obesity is a major contributor to that. We haven't really understood why, but there are some enzymes that people who are obese have that people who are not obese uh, do not have, and those enzymes actually break down the drug, and so they keep you from getting the amount you need into the bloodstream to have the effect that it needs to have on the cancer. And so our first study focused on obese patients and non-obese patients with cancer um, and how much exposure they were getting of a particular drug, which is mercaptopurine, that we use in leukemia patients. And so that data um, is being analyzed right now and will be uh, ready for presentation. But what we found is is pretty interesting that there are... yeah. So when you're when you're saying this story, it kind of reminds me of the the whole epigenetic type um, of research that's going on. We we know that you know our genes aren't just you know set in stone; they're more like blueprints. Right. And certain things that we do, whether it's being overweight, underweight, drinking, whatever it is, mm-hmm. we can influence how some of those genes are mm-hmm. expressed. And so in this case obesity in children is expressing certain genes that are creating enzymes that are breaking down um, the drugs and that's causing them to have less effect. So that's quite, I mean, that's that's amazing that we're actually connecting that to this idea of, of epige- mm-hmm. uh, epigenetics now. So, but besides obesity, what's next? Like, what are the other things you're, you're looking at that may influence how a chemo drug is metabolized in a child? So uh, um, the other things that we're going to look at going forward are we're going to focus more on the pharmacogenomics. So how some of these patients actually have genetic mutations, um, and those specific mutations affect how you metabolize particular drugs. So we've uh, identified that there are some of these uh, genetic mutations that exist in different people, 
and that in some of these people, they have a higher risk of getting toxicities or horrible side effects from the chemo drugs that we give, but we don't understand how the two correlate. And so we're focusing on that uh, with pediatric cancer drugs in our next two trials uh, here at Children's Mercy that I'm working on. And what we'll do is we can take the mutations that we find correlated with how the patients respond to the drug or the exposure that they get and then develop drugs or use that information to tailor or individualize the dose that they would need. Right now, the way we dose our drugs in pediatric cancer is that we sort of give everybody the same body surface area dose. And what we're realizing is that we really should change that. And one of the ways that we right. should, one of the things we should base that on is whether or not they have specific genetic mutations that cause them to metabolize the drugs a little bit differently. Yeah, this really is changing the way we study pharmacology, right? I, so I see here that you, you did a fellowship in clinical pharmacology, so you're uh-huh. much more experienced at it than I am. I just remember back in medical school, we assumed everybody was the same when we learned the drugs, right? You mm-hmm. you take a drug, it gets in at a certain rate, the, the liver metabolizes at a certain rate, you excrete it, at a, we call that pharmacokinetics. We assumed everybody was the same in that, but that's that was that's kind of a bad way to learn pharmacology, it is. isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're recognizing we, all the ways. Yeah. yeah. And now we're realizing we're, that, you know, maybe we made some bad assumptions. But what right, we're seeing right. is it, even in when you look at pediatrics compared to adults, we know that, you know, a child uh, is not just a small adult. And I think we used to be of that thought. And now we realize that, right. no, that's not correct. We really need to treat these children as an individual population. So we can't just take an adult drug and give it to a child and expect it to behave the same. Because as you mentioned, pharmacokinetics and the pharmacogenomics and all of those things, development in children, um, it's all different. And so those things change over time as a child develops. And so we really have to focus on pediatrics as its own entity. And we we sort of realize that now, and that's what we're doing. But yeah, you can't just take that one-fits-all approach, which is kind of how Goldilocks was developed, so... Yeah. So ultimately what you're doing, Dr. Tolbert, is you're you're taking this idea of um, dose personalization, you know, looking at not just the genetics, but the epigenetic effects as well. And you are you are maximizing benefit and reducing risk as to its lowest point. And so the result, obviously, or we, or we should, in theory, be, you know, you should be very successful with this approach. So I'm, thank you, you know, for the work that you do. And I think this is um, really the, the wave of the future. You're on the cutting edge of it. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see kind of where your research takes you. And also, Dr. Tolbert, thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics. Uh, you, for more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.